Happy Wednesday, beautiful souls, wherever you are on this phenomenal planet. It's still phenomenal. Welcome to another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. I'm your host, Lisa Gillette, also known as Super Agent. I am many things, but more importantly, I am known as creator and founder of many cool things, including the Ready, Set, Real Estate brand, Real Estate Youth Foundation, the creator of the Real Estate 100 book series, and so many other. Uh, other fun things, property owners, EDU, I can go on and on. But never mind that. I've got great news and great information I wanted to share with you that um, it's getting hot out here in the real estate, in these real estate streets. It's getting hot out here in these real estate streets. So listen up. We're going to be talking about this isn't overbidding anymore. This means competition. This means competition. And I'm going to be covering topics on where do we see overbidding nationwide, what the numbers are, and really what all this means, right? Because some of you who are waiting, who's waiting for the bottom to fall out? Go ahead and press one down below. Let me know you're here. Press two lets me know you shared it. Who down here, nod your head, say, yes, I'm waiting for the bottom to fall out. Or you think the bottom is going to fall out. Is that you? Uh, before I jump into anything, I I, re, I forget to do this. I want to make sure. Okay, good. I want to make sure that um, sound is good. Sound check, sound check. Make sure you're sharing, all right? Make sure you're letting somebody know that we are doing real estate classes online, information news, everything you need to know about. Yes, rates have gone up, but we knew that already right? Yes. Nod your head. You knew that rates would go up because they were low for a very long time, which means no one's really making money when interest rates are set so low. So rates eventually have to go up. What else is happening? Of course, announcements, and then I'll give a disclaimer and then we'll uh, jump into here. We'll jump into our sponsor break, of course, or our sponsor. So disclaimer, this information provided on the show should not be considered as legal or tax advice. Please seek legal and tax advice from those licensed, reputable professionals. If you need to speak with someone regarding a specific, a specific case or scenario, of course, you can reach out to me. I'll leave my number 323-488-3265. Again, that's 323 323- 4883265. Of course, shout out to our radio podcast listeners who are tuning in everywhere. Hello, y'all. You guys are the best. I noticed we've got some new listeners and we've got some new subscribers on our YouTube channel. Welcome. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we air on all platforms Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. I think it's so cool that Twitter does a live as well. It fascinates me. If you're tuning in from Twitter, let me know. Drop a line and say, yes, I am here from Twitter. So I think that is so cool. Um, a little bit about my background. I did have it scrolling here, but I'm CEO and owner of Devenio Estates, which is not an affiliate uh, to Ready, Set, Real Estate. It is our independent brokerage. I'm a pricing strategy uh, advisor, short sales and foreclosure certified, and a senior's real estate specialist. I actually just got off the phone with a senior client Notice his house came on the market and I called him and I said, oh my gosh, I saw you listed with someone else. What was the deciding factor? And it was interesting. He said that, you know, his nephew took over and um, he just kind of let his nephew take over from there. 
So that's, this is why, you know, I'm not a pushy type person, but I really feel for our seniors when they, he said it, he said, I don't, I don't have anyone here. I don't have anyone to rely on. I'm living in a stressful type situation. And so I get it. I get it. So I always ask clients if they do decide to go somewhere else, what was the deciding factor? Because I always want to learn, is there something we need to improve on, on our end? So he said, not necessarily. It was just a missed opportunity or lost opportunity on both our ends that we didn't get to sit down and meet. His schedule, my schedule, and then the nephew stepped in and just kind of took over from there. And those are things that I ask, right? Who do we speak to as well? Is there someone that we need to consult with or um, set our strategy meet with in terms of uh, moral support, right? Who else should we be speaking with? Because oftentimes uh, we learn that the clients that you're speaking with are not the decision makers, even though they're the owners, right? There's family, other family members involved that um, also are the decision makers. So but nevertheless, he's going to, I'm sure he's going to get excellent service. He'll be taken care of. A little sad because he's going to be moving out of the state. He was, he's within our area and our farm. And so I'm, I'm kind of going to, you know, I connected with him. So I'm going to miss seeing him out in the walks and stuff like that. What else? What else? What else is happening? Okay. Uh, I've got a message from our sponsor. We want to thank Omnis Property Solutions for supporting our show. And today's a show is sponsored by Honest Property Solutions. We'll be right back after this sponsor break. Do you have properties that need to be maintained? For professional services that guarantee your property will stay safe and secure, Omnis Property is the team you want by your side. As a company, we pride ourselves on our best-in-class professionals, equipped with the latest technology for all your end-to-end -end property preservation needs. That means that from start to finish, our expert team can handle everything from accurate assessments to preservation projects of all sizes. Save money and time by working with leading experts that understand your needs and are committed to premier service. Get started today by contacting us for your project estimate. Visit www.omnispreservation.com or call 310-957-9132. That's how I feel when I hear that commercial. It's like, yeah, get it. Shout out to those who are supporting our real estate professionals in industry. Listen, this is such a wide, wide business. There's room for everyone. Let's get it. Of course, uh, doing giveaways as well. I had someone connect with me, sent me a text of the Ready, Set, Real Estate mug. So thank you for that. If you're tuning in online, you answer questions correctly and you're the first to answer them, I send giveaways, right? So I've got the visor on, I've got the, you know, the, the light sweater, Ready, Set, Real Estate. Make sure you're repping, make sure you let people know you're a Ready, Set, Real Estate enthusiast. You are a zeal about real estate. Okay, let's jump into this. Um, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about this $13 trillion wealth transference. Uh, this is not about overbidding people. It's not. This is, you've heard the story, big bank, take little bank, right? This, this is about securing legacy. This is about securing generational wealth. These numbers that I have here in terms of the areas in the last uh, three months that have sold over asking, $100,000 over asking um, since the start of January. 
let me minimize this for you so you can see that. So we have, and uh, let me know if you're in one of these areas. So we're in LA. LA is my backyard. And so, of course, we hit the list. In fact, I just got word a colleague shared the news, which had me really say, we need to talk about this because this is getting, it. this is, wow. So there was a news piece that was shared that showed an ad ran by a realtor that showed that their listing sold $1.3 million over asking. See, I'm just at the $100,000 over asking. And do you have clients submitting $100,000 over asking? Uh, yes. Do I have clients submitting $100,000 over asking? Yes. In fact, you've heard me say in the show before that I had one of the early trailblazers of the over asking. She submitted 50,000 over asking. And that was in 2020. That was uh, August, 2020, when it was just like, whoa, you know, now a hundred thousand over asking almost is a minimum for some of these micro markets. Put that in the comments below, because as we're talking about these cities, these areas, across the nation that are selling at such significantly over asking price. We've got to discuss this in the concept or uh, excuse me, micro markets in the concept of micro markets, because while some of you are waiting for the bottom to fall out, you're waiting for the market to crash. You are waiting and waiting and waiting. And sure, real estate as we know it is cyclical. We do know real estate is cyclical. However, there is such a thing as hypermarkets and micromarkets. That means a market within a market. LA is one of those places, right? The Bay Area, you have Oakland, San Jose, Anaheim, San Francisco, San Diego, and New York are cities that have topped out in terms of this, this over-asking. I want to ask you, when you look at these cities, what is happening in these areas? I was watching this video of a lady share that Microsoft, it was buying in um, Bankhead. Was it Bankhead? Bankhead, I think she said. Not Buckhead, Bankhead. And that was a significant deal for their market. They have a micro market. So... Notice it says that almost 6,000 homes sold for $100,000 over asking since January of 2022. Call that, uh, uh, is that, <laughs> with that being said, does that tell us that the bottom is falling? No, mm -mm. that doesn't say that. It doesn't say that we're headed for a market crash when you're looking at that many properties are being sold significantly over asking. What is what is spewing this dollar amount, right? This over increase on, on asking a couple things. And I felt like we have to revisit it. And I want to revisit it in context. Catherine says, I'm in Las Vegas and the same with over asking. Thank you, Catherine, for sharing that. Um, who's also a life insurance advisor. So listen, Vegas is in the building. Uh, 
and I, I have to always credit two things as you, as you're here commenting, Catherine, I tell folks, cause I used to be life and health licensed. The two things that create wealth and legacy is real estate and life insurance. Those two have to do it like this. Those two hand in hand, you have enough life insurance to buy more real estate. And with the proper life insurance plan and estate planning, you have it set up to where the real estate goes to the generation, to the next, and you just keep doing it over and over. Irrevocable trusts, revocable trusts, life insurance trusts. See, these are our tools and, and investment vehicles, or excuse me, investment uh, protections that are put into play that we're not taking advantage of, or at least a small group. Let me clarify, a small percentage is taking advantage of that. I feel like if we want to see gun control and policies change, just insure your life. Insure our young men. Insure them. Put life insurance on them and you'll see shareholders uh, start to rally up against gun control and police brutality and people dying at the hands of, of police because uh, those companies would be very upset each time they have to pay an insurance claim. All right. That was my sidebar comment. <laughs> I, and I say that because I speak from experience with life insurance and I speak from experience from real estate and I see, speak from experience just, you know, being an advocate and activist in the community and an advocate for our community in terms of what we've been experiencing. Uh, this is why we've had civil unrest, right? So in the context, see, this is all really good. I feel that Catherine's like, yes, yes, yes. See, this is all in the context of what we're speaking about right now. Over asking, because who does that leave to be the next generation of homeowners if we don't have the tools in play, right? In, in, in fact, very few of us pursue litigation to where we're getting settlement deals. That's a whole nother niche of client that I also come across who are recipients of settlements and having the conversation about get insurance or life insurance, get real estate, and then get the proper uh, insurance coverage for the real estate and the assets, right? That That's... <laughs> You know, back in the day, our folks understood it. In fact, my my husband's grandmother was a life insurance agent, and it just it just intrigues me that that was a given. You know, for people to they she went door to door collecting people's premium for the life insurance policy. That was a given. That was not a, a, a something negotiable. And today, it seems like life insurance is optional. It's not optional. Facts of life: you will die one day. So let's prepare for the one day. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm, I'm ranting now. Okay, bring me back here. Bring me back to now how many homes were sold. I'm just going to read off the list because then I want to address in context, what does that mean in terms of the overbidding and the competition? Who is competing? Okay, so let's, let's check this list out. So Los Angeles, of course, I said my backyard is leading the way with 718 homes that sold over 100,000 over asking. And just FYI, as a strategy tip, I've had to tell my clients, because the you are in a market that the bidding has gotten ridiculously high, <laughs> it, it, 
and, and sidebar, I asked a couple questions. Is this sustainable? Is what we do, are, what is what are we doing sustainable for long term? And I'm going to address that because FHA has an answer to that. Oakland, 580 homes sold. San Jose, 490 homes sold. Seattle, 488 homes sold. Anaheim, 365 homes sold. This is now $100,000 over asking. That is that much more equity. And now think about it. Some people are getting property. They're getting cash rich. They are being cashed out. And some folks are becoming millionaires overnight. San Diego, 323 homes. San Francisco, 335 homes. Boston, even Boston, 158 homes. Denver, 125 homes. New York, 109 homes. See, these are the top cities in the nation. This is nationwide that they are tracking. Okay. So even though Las Vegas and all Atlanta, I know for sure is experiencing this, Philly, these, all these other pockets are experiencing this. These are the ones that are uh, being tracked with those highest numbers. So what does that mean? Huh? That means what we are seeing right now, what we are witnessing, you are witnessing history right now. There's a $13 trillion wealth transference. And this applies to whom? Where's the money coming from? Since we probably haven't discussed this, I'm going to bring my mic closer to me. Uh, since we haven't discussed this as often, but I, I'm putting a lot of my energy, time, and resource per professionally and personally because it does impact me as well. I have uh, family members in this age. And so it's about putting a plan into play. So we have the baby boomer generation. And for those of you who heard or spoke of the baby boomer time and time, Again, what year is that? So these are the 1946 and 1964. We have the generation that is uh, still living on from 1941. That was born between 1946 or 1941. Those are our 80-year-olds who are still hanging tough and are vibrant and doing well. And I've spoken about this uh, on past shows that a lot of my clients are in their 80s. They're in their 70s. The gentleman that I spoke with um, recapping this morning about selling his property um, or marketing his property as well. He's he's upwards of that age and he still has other properties as well. So today, that means that that's 46 million to, in today's homeowners that are in existence. 46 million. Now they've broken this down. Right. So I'm, I'm of course, I'm following research and different surveys and data. So I'm collecting information from various places. If you want something specific, then let me know specifically what you're looking for, because my sources are from different information. So forgive me, but also allow me to convey the information as well. I, I want to I'm making a point here is what we're doing. So that means it's 13 and a half trillion dollars, a combined value combined value. 13 and a half trillion with a T, trillion with a T, not a B. And research is suggesting that the last 
the latter half of this generation, which is 10 and a half million older homeowners will exit the market as homeowners during 2016 and 2026. What does that mean? What does that mean? You got it. That means we expect to see more properties start to come on the market. Now, everybody realizes that people die at different times and different stages in their life. Sometimes these homeowners are not just exiting the market physically, right, from death, but they are deciding to go live with family. They're deciding to downsize. Uh, they're deciding to move out of state and not have to deal with the maintenance of the property. And this is why I do. I did the show last week on the transfer on death deed. Let's talk about that again, because what we're seeing, as I'm seeing it, and I am actually preparing uh, a couple workshops and events on uh, trust sales. What transfer? Uh, let me let me make my note real quick. So it's the TOD, and if you were on last week. I should have made that a pop quiz. What does the TOD stand for for a giveaway? <laughs> Transfer on death deed. I think the real trick question is, how many states allow the TOD? How many states allow the TOD? The transfer on death deed. I'm bringing this up because it's a very... Uh, it's a very quick fix for those who are some of our senior clients who are competent, they're cognizant, which means they still are able to make decisions and they still uh, understand the effect of their decisions. They may not have someone on title. They may not have a living trust, nor, nor do they have the resources to pay for the attorney and the living trust on the last episode we talked about do-it-yourself trust. We talked about the pros and cons to that. And we talked about seeking an attorney to prepare your living trust, the pros and cons to that, even the costs associated with each. And then we specifically covered on another episode, the TOD, which is a transfer on death deed. Now, because recall, these are folks that purchased their property back in the 60s and the 70s. As you can see here, these baby boomers from 1946 and 1964, some of them were purchasing property as early as 21, 23, 25 years old. I hear this story all the time that they were 25 when they purchased their first property. They were 23 when they purchased their first property, right? Back then, what would you say in context? Put it in context. Rates were like 12, 13%. Properties therefore reflected the inverse relationship between price and interest rates, which means prices were significantly low in today's time. But oftentimes we forget that back then the earnings of $100 a week was a lot of money, right? Uh, I had asked my client uh, when she purchased her property in the 60s, was, what, was what portion of her income was going towards her mortgage? She said, we were, get, we were earning $1,100 a month, $1,100 a month, and our mortgage was $750, so you can see that some of our families even had to 
um, you know, they worked really hard. They, they, that was sort of their struggle in relation to today's market when we talk about these numbers. And I'm giving you this context and information because I want to, I want to tie in what's to happen, what I see happening. So I mentioned the transfer on death deeds because here is an, a very quick, inexpensive way to avoid probate, right? So we're talking about this wealth transference that the transfer on death deed allowed in 26 states, California being one of them, 27 states, California being one of them, allows you to avoid the probate. It, it follows probate code, but will allow you to assign a beneficiary to the real property. What is the real property? Single family units from one to four units, acres no more than 40, a lot uh, agricultural land no more than 40 acres, no commercial units. It can include a condominium and again, single family units from one to four units. So you cannot use the TOD with commercial. You cannot use the TOD with more than 40 acres. Now, why am I bringing this up again? Because in context, I'm speaking of this $13 trillion wealth transference that we have been watching occur these last couple years. Guess what? We are in the second half. In fact, we're getting closer towards the end of it. So this, based on this, this research, this has been going on for some time and 10 and a half million older homeowners are exiting the market as owners, as owners. And that's been going on from 2016 and 2026. We're in the next 10 year span or 10 year window. We are in 2022 right now. So what do you see happening right now? Boom, boom, boom. The suspense gets me. Well, if we have people overbidding, we have um, a pandemic happened since 100 years since the Spanish influenza occurred. And we have all these, uh, I posted on my Facebook page, if you noticed or follow me, again, make sure you're connected with me, connect, build and share at LA Super Agent on all your favorite platforms. I share information simultaneously, just feeding you, I'm just feeding you. <laughs> so I shared with, with, with you all that uh, as of 2001, over a million borrowers, those are homeowners, existing homeowners, exited forbearance. Now, what is forbearance? That's that hardship plan or option. So guess what do we still see happening? Not everyone has been cured. Not everyone has been saved. I, I am noticing notice of defaults being filed. Why? Because these properties have equity. The banks want their money. Just cash out and move on. Remember what creates new money? Capitalism, home loans, new purchases creates new money in the system. This is a capitalist uh, nation. So as we're looking at, and, and fortunately, I like that the uh, housing agency is looking at ways to protect more borrowers and keep them in their home. Because if we don't do that, guess what? That means we go, we tank downward. We're taking a nosedive is what happens because then we will have mass foreclosures. I want to assign you a homework. 
for your respective city, state, I want to I want you to research and find out if your state has passed a law preventing investors or deterring investors from purchasing mass uh, or excuse me, purchasing properties in the event of a mass foreclosure. California has one. California has passed a bill. Why? Because of foreseeing of what's to come. This is the next foreseeable action of what's to come. Follow the money. They unveil, FHA, who is they, the Federal Housing Administration, unveils the 40-year loan modification option. Now, this is for those who are not meeting the current options available, which goes up to the 20 and 30-year option. So the 40-year option is now available. In fact, they released it on Monday. And this is an um, uh, option that is to lower payments and to keep more homeowners in their property. And quite honestly, they admit it's going to negatively impact their equity. So while your equity may be wiped out, and for some people, they are starting with a negative equity on these overbids because oftentimes these overbids of $100,000 includes waiving appraisals. That means you're paying more for the property than what it's worth. Because again, it goes back to what I'm saying. We are not in an overbid. This is not just overbid. This is competition. This is about legacy. This is about generational wealth. This is about transference of wealth. There are uh, people, communities, and families that are saying, I don't care what the appraisal says. I am sticking my name to this land or my family speaking, sticking this name to this land. And this is about locking something in generationally. Why? Because of what I just shared. Let's go back to that last slide. Let's go back to the last slide. What did I just say? Ten and a half million homeowners will be exiting and have been exiting the homeownership market since 2016 to 2026. And many of you know who I'm talking about. It's your own relatives, right? You've had to deal with grandma and grandpa have to sell their property. You've had to deal with them passing on. You've had to manage their estate. You've had to step in. You're at that age where you're stepping in as the responsible party, which is to whom I'm speaking to. When you see and you put your property in the market, that means your family changes it one, two ways. One, you'll retain the real estate for generations to come. Or two, you market it on the property, you sell it. And given, depending what market you're in, whether you're in a micro market where the, these overbids are happening, is that your family is becoming thousandaires and millionaires overnight. That's a big deal, which goes back to what do you do with that? Consult with your top five, right? Top five. Who's your top five? How long has it been since I've talked about top five? Your top five is your PCP holistic doctor, your CPA or accountant, your CPA advisor, tax accountant, your insurance advisor, your real estate attorney, and your broker, or excuse me, your attorney and your real estate broker, broker, professional, realtor, agent. This is your top five. This is this is what makes your mind, body, spirit uh, sound, strong, and everlasting. 
those five people should know of each other and you should know who those five people are. They should be on your speed dial. I know my folks have me on speed dial. They know to call me as one of their top five. And this is the reason because these folks are managing the estate. They're managing your assets. They will help you protect your assets when they, when they, when again, <laughs> licensed, reputable professionals, every industry and every professional has their bad eggs. Okay. I'm going to get ready to wrap this up because I feel myself getting excited about just the thought of knowing this. Now that you know this, now that we're talking about, it's not just about overbidding. This has long been about competition. And this may have gotten gone over your head. You were just thinking, oh my gosh, this market's gone crazy. No, 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 no. No, no, the market hasn't gone crazy. No, this is about something much deeper than dollars. This is much deeper than dollars. Why? Because of the research that we're looking at, the data. What's what's uh, Whose song was that? Uh, Jay-Z, numbers don't lie, people do. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> numbers don't lie. Okay, so I'm going to finish this up because some of you may be able to pass this information along to someone who might be experiencing a financial hardship and let them know, do not despair that there is still help on its way. Again, they're trying to see if they can prevent really this mass foreclosure from happening from uh, we haven't quite corrected. We quite not have seen the effects of COVID against businesses and, and homes and personal um, folks. So you, you've got to understand that th there's a lot in motion in the background. So we have to pay attention to policy and things that are happening. So share this. I'm going to read this verbatim that in terms of the 40-year mortgage option, the administration said that the new loss mitigation option could be, what is loss mitigation? That means they're mitigating the foreclosures, right? They, they have a department, it's called the loss mitigation department. And it's for them to provide alternative options to borrowers who cannot reduce their principal and interest payments by 25% through the 30-year uh, mortgage uh, modification plan. So they are offering the 40-year mortgage. And I see this happening for a couple of reasons, why it makes sense. Why? Because FHA has increased their loan limits in those high-priced areas. Two, we see this overbidding happening. And then when people wake up and realize that they overpaid and they have buyer's remorse, I think the psyche of people like in 2008, 2007 to 2009 or 10, when people decided to walk away from their houses because it wasn't worth it, we may deal with that same psyche again. It wasn't that people not, couldn't necessarily afford it. There was a population where adjustable rate mortgages uh, were, were jumping up. People couldn't afford it. But then there were people that just had the psyche and say, why should I pay for that house? And, and it's not even worth it. So we may run into that psyche again. Just uh, pay attention is what I'm saying. Pay attention to the signs. Pay attention. I'll come back to that. Catherine has a question for me. She says, Lisa, are you holding any public events to educate the public? Yes. The, great question. How did you know? <laughs> yes, I am hosting. I will be hosting our live events again. We will be bringing that back. In fact, I'm lining myself up with Chase Community Center. Um, located in the South LA kind of View Park community, Lamert Park area. I will be hosting them in my office as well. We've got a great conference room where I can do something on a little bit more intimate scale because sometimes, as you can see, I go in, I go in. <laughs> I don't hold back. 
And um, what else? So yes, and of course, bringing our trainings back for our industry professionals as well. So I, Ready Set Real Estate is about both both avenues of the industry is we seek to educate and train our real estate community and we seek to empower and inspire our prosumer community, also known as our consumers who also co-create and produce things that they consume as well. So yes, great, great question. When I do have that, let's see, we are looking to launch, of course, and I have the Youth Real Estate Bootcamp that's going to be launching alongside Vermont's Loss and Economic Development Corporation with their grand opening of their uh, Teen Tech Center happening in July. So real estate, our real estate boot camp will be uh, alongside with them. That's July. I'm working on our event in May. So our, our event is coming in May on any everything I covered here and some. So yes, we'll be doing more of that. If I can be of support, if you feel like you can support as well, please feel free to connect with me. All right. With that, I, I love you, love you, love you. You know, I always appreciate you catching me on the lives. If you are catching me on the replay, make sure you hashtag replay down below. Of course, I always got goodies for you. If you haven't received it yet, please send me an email uh, for the CFPB's Homeowner's Guide to Success. That's the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau Homeowner's Guide to Success. Send an email to Lisa at lasuperagent.com. Again, if you want to speak to me specifically about your situation, a property, um, if you want me to run a rent versus sale analysis, because we are doing more of that to see if it makes sense to market the property. We're not always about marketing properties and maximizing the equity out of it. Again, everybody's situation is different and it may behoove a family or a person to keep the property and rent it out, right? That may make more financial sense than selling it. So if you need a rent versus sale analysis, again, you can send me an email, lisa at lasuperagent.com. And uh, we'll definitely look forward to working with you, supporting you, helping you. And remember, listen, 2022 is still live and well. We are in the second quarter. Write down your real estate goals for 2022, whatever that may be. Write down those goals. All right. With that, I say, if no more questions, comments, or feedback, still leave them, of course, because I love reading them. We'll see you next week on another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. All right, y'all. Have a great one. Bye.